our good friend Vince sent us an article talking about the possibility of Mitch McConnell working with the Kentucky legislature on a Senate exit strategy. Is Cocaine Mitch preparing himself to exit the Senate, possibly retire? And if so, why would that be? We're going to discuss that. Then we're going to get into a new book by Aaron Clary called The Book of Numbers. And what this book is about is essentially Aaron Clary breaks down from an economist perspective how much men really spend on trying to obtain women. So it's not just money, it's resources, time, and he kind of wraps that all up in a really nice philosophical package. So we're going to get into both of those things on this episode. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago, there is explicit language at times. You can go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. So originally, we were going to just talk about Cocaine Mitch and his possible exit from the Senate and why that might be, which is interesting enough. But then... In pre-production, right before we started the episode, we started getting into a pretty decent philosophical conversation as we typically do. And we decided, let's put it on the episode. And it sort of ties in with Aaron Clary's new book, The Book of Numbers, um, which I haven't finished, but I have started. Um, and it's it's very interesting, very interesting. A lot of data, a lot of statistics. Um so what what do you want to what do you want to get into first? We we could do the Mitch McConnell because I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah, I, this yeah. is I I would say this is more of um how should I say a continuation a con yeah like a continuation of things that we've we've covered um about the current state of politics and this is just like another possible angle of. Mitch McConnell and like what might be happening with his career. We have talked about recently, you know, his approval rating is down after the the impeachment trial of Trump. And it seems like some of those things that he said about Trump really hurt him. And then Trump coming out and speaking out against Mitch McConnell, even though Mitch McConnell did, and, and we have to, we have to, in all fairness, say Mitch McConnell did vote against impeachment. We're the only ones giving this guy a fair shake, I feel, because I feel there's the people that don't like him at all, yeah. and there's the people that ride with him and say, like, oh, fuck Trump. And I think that there's somewhere in between where I, you have I, to look at... I think yeah. so. You know, the, it's funny you bring that up. Like, I think, too... We're we're chess players, so you kind of recognize another chess player when you see one and when when you hear one talk and when you come across one. 
And also, and and I um, would advise anybody to check out this documentary. I'm actually going to bring it up right now. Um, it's a very interesting documentary. I'm trying to remember who put it out. Okay, Frontline by PBS. And um, it's called Supreme Revenge. And you could actually find the whole thing on YouTube. It's really interesting. And Supreme Revenge, what it what it's about is it goes into the confirmation hearings of Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh, and Robert Bork. Yeah. And the way that they had like this Democrat onslaught against them um, when they were being confirmed. Robert Bork was picked by Reagan. I'm not 100% sure who Clarence Thomas was picked by. And then obviously Brent Kavanaugh picked by Trump. Um, Excuse me. And in that documentary, they talk about like all the snakish tactics that the Democrats have used or whatever. And you really get to see a different side of Mitch McConnell and the way that that documentary covers him. It, it really shows him and puts him on full display as a strategist. Like, okay, well, he remembered Robert Bork and the onslaught against Robert Bork, and he decided to put some of those tactics in play, you know, later on in his career. And so you really get to see a young Mitch McConnell and, like, how he developed into the strategist that he that he is. And so I guess... In all fairness, not everybody has known him in like that light of, of a strategist or whatever. Yeah. But also, you got to look at the the reality and the facts of the situation. Is like, well, he said what he said, but at the end of the day, he still voted against impeachment because let's look at what matters. Mitt Romney didn't say all of that shit, but Mitt Romney did vote for impeachment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like and I've been watching this show, re-watching it. I've watched it already. I feel Mitch McConnell would delve more into the whole Meyer Lansky, Arnold Rothstein realm. Mm-hmm. Less sass, more like action. And Trump falls under more like the Al Capone-ish and Lucky Luciano, brutish, yeah. in-your-face type. And those are different styles, and they could clash depending and uh, I, yeah. Clarence Thomas was appointed by George Bush Sr. Okay. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, all Republicans, of course, the left is going to cry about it and, and, and be snakish about it. So And it's crazy because uh, Obama had three appointees. Two got in. They didn't give no static. And then and then cocaine Mitch was like, nah, the, we're not letting the third one yeah. in. And and then, you know, they held on, held on. It was Merrick Garland. They held on, held on, held on. And then Trump got elected, and then Trump was able to get three. You never heard McCain cry about packing the courts. You never heard Mitt Romney, and he's a bitch, uh, cry about packing the courts, and Trump never packed the courts. Right. So it's like, well, this is the difference between how they play these games. Whereas, that's a pretty simple question. Will you pack the courts? Joe Biden said, uh, next question. <laughs> 
So That's I mean, what he said. we have to remember this is still something that well, is this going to happen or is not? He there's a reason why you didn't answer the question. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that he was playing politics and catering to the left, and then being like, "No, nah, hell no, we're not going to pack the court." I would hope that, but still, pretty bitch made for you not to answer such a simple question—a question that, like, is really. At the end of the day, though, the people that allowed that shit, like the people that voted for this man, and without him having yeah. ever answered that, is ridiculous to me. Yeah. And one thing I'll say this, too, about Mitch McConnell, because he introduced a bill, because I guess if he steps down, the governor, who I think is is a lefty, uh, who is the governor? Uh, let me see. For Kentucky, right? Yeah. I can't think of his name. But anyway, the governor would pick, which obviously would lean more towards the left, because he's... He's a, he's a Democrat. So he introduced a bill that would give him the power or the GOP the power to pick. So you're starting to see that, like, he's considering it, but he wants to pass this bill. That way he's replaced with his pro- by, by his protege or by someone of his liking. Mm-hmm. But the thing is this, is the riff is where are we going to go? Well, I mean, we talked about this last week uh, and pretty thoroughly, too, is where is the Republican Party going? Because Mitch McConnell could pick. Because he's not going to finish a term, but if it's not someone that Trump likes, and if Trump's really going to go after these guys, yeah. Either way, you're going after these guys, you know. Yeah. So. Or like we said last week, a lot of this could be smoke and mirrors for sure. You know, and in the time of uniting, they unite because. Yeah. Mitch has already come out and said in 2024, if Trump runs, he'd back him up, which is kind of crazy considering everything that he previously said, but whatever. Yeah. And then, and then Trump at CPAC talked about unifying the, the Republican party. So it could be, it could be a big moment. And then also 2022 is going to have a lot to do with it in the midterms like if the rhinos and the establishment gets destroyed which god i hope they do yeah. if they get destroyed like mitch mcconnell is like for two years will sing a different tune yeah you know i think i think a lot of them will start singing a different tune because it's one of those things that where it's like now it's about survival because as i pointed out last week yeah. Maybe Democrats will like cheat and and rig or whatever. M- maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the reality is you could lose your job to a fellow Republican in the primaries. Yeah. And that's what makes the primary so interesting is cuz that that really will be a marker of well like where are people leaning? Are they yeah. leaning towards same old same old? Yeah. Or this Trump shit and it, and by and large it's seeming like they're leaning towards the Trump the Trump stuff. shit yeah and and this is a big deal because this is why again I always go to foreign policy because you start seeing what happens outside and the little things that you do because you know Qatar Qatar's actually trying to make a conservative uh, what is it uh, a news network mm-hmm. and you know they were par- partly it was basically like what were they going to do um could, they they were I think they were part of a peace deal. They wanted to do a peace. I don't know if they did it, but it was a peace deal with like Saudi Arabia and who else? 
uh, and Israel. Like they, mm-hmm. once all this Middle East peace talk started going through, that's when when you started seeing all that shit kind of fall back, all the war talks and this, this, and that. Yeah. That would come a long way if it's a right leaning news network from a Middle Eastern. Yeah, you know, like you see that kind of brewing over there and they're you know once they're talking about putting money into that you know that they're putting money into that that's one thing then if it's like where you're saying smoke and mirrors the left has a very bad tendency of getting real laxed they did that with obama like oh well it's about we're gonna win and what happened is you get that cocky real sassy oh whatever like this guy is dumb and no strategy yeah and they didn't learn from it with biden and 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 the thing is this is like well we're seeing what they want us to see we don't don't necessarily know what's going on behind the scenes you know what i mean but this is why it's always important to like try and look at everything from the bigger scope from a bigger scope not from like oh well this this state or that state or just the u.s because a lot of things kind of fall in place so that's why 2022 is going to be very interesting because then we'll see where where we really are yeah And, and and the thing is again the left right now, uh, everything's been chill, right? You get, uh, like, last time I checked, there's still kids in the borders. Yeah. Quote, unquote, on, in cages. Yeah. As I, You see all these things that, oh, Trump, he's the most, he's the worst person in the world. But now that Biden's in office, well, I thought he was the worst person in the world. What happened? You know, what happened? And, and so this is what's going to happen. Shit's going to be chill for Biden. The left is going to feel relaxed. They're going to get cocky. And depending on what happens 2022 to 2024, that's when we realize, like, okay, this is where things are going. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting if it, all, it is all, like, smoke and mirrors or if it's just, like, you know, talk. It, it's it's real interesting to me right now. Uh, I saw an article, I think it was earlier today, where Paul Ryan is supposed to be throwing fundraisers for Liz Cheney. That says a lot to me. Like... I always thought, and maybe it was a little naive of me, but I always thought that like when Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House and Trump was president, I always thought, well, Paul Ryan is not like intentionally in the way of Trump. He's just like a bureaucrat establishment guy. And Trump is like, well, I get shit done. Like you're a paper pusher and like I'm on the ground floor. Yeah. But Paul Ryan coming out and supporting Liz Cheney, that says something different to me. And, like, you know, Paul Ryan was was, uh, Mitt Romney's running mate. Like, the establishment Republicans are just as bad as the left. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's y'all are on the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And they're business as usual. And... I don't know that, that that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me because it's like I know Paul Ryan is out of politics, but that's sort of a statement that Trump, the man of the people, is on one side. Liz Cheney was directly opposed to him yeah. with everything with you know that happened with the Capitol or whatever, blaming him. I don't know how, but blaming him for it. And then now in in the midst of all this, because Liz Cheney is one of Trump's targets. Oh yeah, definitely. He had a hit list on, yeah, on that speech, and, and and in the midst of this, like you're doing fundraisers for her. Hmm, 
I don't know. Like that's that it, it makes it kind of makes you like look back and rewind and be like, damn, maybe dude wasn't just like like uh he didn't know better establishment bureaucrat. No, maybe he was like intentionally in the way of a lot of shit. Yeah. If I'm Trump, this is my mindset. I was already president. I've been doing doing it big. And I don't like to lose. Even if I don't run, I'm, I just want to throw a monkey wrench. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, that's what that would be my sentiment. These two years, I'm fucking you up. And then after that, I'll decide whether I want to run or not. Because yeah. I really don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's how I would feel. Like you're that you're that team that that like you're not in the playoffs, but you want to you want <laughs> to keep that the team you're playing from getting into the yeah, playoffs. Just to say fuck you, like yeah. I, I, I don't care, I don't care. Like oh, this that's your plan. All right, bet <laughs> I'm gonna ruin it now. Yeah. So that's what my mindset Which would in, be for them. In in reality, depending on how things pan out could be more beneficial than him even running because we've already talked in previous episodes about the pros and the cons of him running. It's like, well, yeah, fucking great-ass economy, all his accomplishments, peace in the Middle East. Like, just the list goes on, but four years later, much older, everything like that, versus in a four-year time span, Fuck shit up, fuck shit up, fuck shit up. All right, fucking DeSantis. Like, somebody yeah. that could potentially be just as good or better than him. Yeah. But, like, you already, like, laid the groundwork. Yeah. You know? So, like, you don't you you don't really know, like, how how things could pan out. And, and you know, it might be better. You know, you don't know. But um, that's definitely something that I could see him doing. And... I don't know. It gets interesting because, like, when Vince sent the article, he was saying maybe Mitch sees the writing on the wall, which I agree with that sentiment to a degree. It's like you also have to consider it's just like, man, well, when whenever I'm up for re-election, yeah, like if things keep going the way they're going, what if I get destroyed? Yeah, yeah. it's like you'd rather just retire, you know? That and then okay, you're trying to pass the bill again, strategist to the core, right? You've been in office since 1985. It's been a good run. You're in your late 70s. Like, you have to start at some point thinking, like, I got to pass this torch. Yeah. Fight this, but keep it at least within the GOP. So, again, people won't give them credit, but it's like you're over here introducing a bill to pass to then be able to move and maneuver a little bit better. And, um, and, I, and I wouldn't even consider him a rhino. No, I yeah. no, I wouldn't. Like, I mean... Like I said, like in the times that it mattered, he was there. And like, yeah. I'm not going to forget that. Like, and, and all these like Trump supporters, like you support Trump. That's cool. But like, remember that, like when, when, when the, every, the, the, the troops were mounted against Trump, Mitch McConnell, like rallied the Republicans yeah. Because these Republicans don't have no spine. Like, if Mitch McConnell did not rally them, yeah. Trump could have easily been removed from office after oh, yeah. he was impeached the first time. E yeah, easily. And the second time, same thing. Like, so to me, it's like, uh, I don't know. You can't really... One thing I'll give him is this. He wasn't up fucking Trump's ass, but at the same time, he he was like, nah, nah, nah. I know the game th these guys are playing, and I'm going to back Trump. And right. it's like, 
that's a good way to be and that's a respectable way to go about things in politics mm-hmm. where it's all snakes in the grass, you know? So you can say whatever you want, you know? I could I could say, oh, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that. But at the end, you also have to look at what's right and what's wrong. And he's been on the right side of history. Right, and what and what action was taken. Not so much what was said. Yeah. What was the action? Exactly. That's, that's uh, definitely the way that I look at it. So moving on to the next segment, um, Aaron Clary, the book of numbers, pretty much he lays out for men, is it worth it the amount of time that they spend to try to get girls, whether girls to marry, girls to date, girls to mess around with? Is the time, money, effort that they put in worth it? And you and I are the type of guys that we think and we talk a lot about the future, endeavors, investments, business, different ventures. Um, In fact, I don't think there's ever a time, you know, when, when we're talking or 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 hanging out or whatever that we're not talking about that stuff and the bulk of our conversation is not doesn't revolve around like bettering ourselves and our situation and stuff like that and so especially it's interesting because especially now with like the 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 big uh interview that oprah just had with prince henry and and megan prince prince harry and Meghan Merkel and everything like that. It's like it does really bring up like a lot of questions about, you know, like the type of men that allow like the a woman to have say over things that maybe she shouldn't have say over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um and you, you had asked like you had asked uh, some pretty good questions in pre-production. Do you remember what they were? Yeah. So I mean, again, you pretty much gave me the alley oop here because again, she's a beautiful woman, but and 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 she looks good, and that's all nice and fine and dandy, but like to me, the one well the main question was, I guess why. Well, I asked you two questions. I'm trying to see which one. Okay, so I was I was saying something along the lines of why do guys like us why do we tend to look at it f- from the perspective of like if we get told an ultimatum or or if we're approached in a manner of this is how it's going to be like demanding manner. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is how, this is what I want. If not, I'm walking out. It almost gets like the opposite reaction. Yeah. So that, which is a very interesting because like, for me, it's like, I don't, I don't ask anything of someone that I wouldn't do myself. So right. then it's like, well, it's, it's a very interesting concept. And then the second part to that. So this, this shit's about to get real wild right now <laughs> was along the lines of also, are we only looking at it? And, and by we as a you and me are we looking at it from the scope of like our perspective because the thing is this we're we're not ugly dudes no homo but also at the same time it's like well 
we have good perspective. We have a good philosophy on life. We're pretty... We try and stay well-versed in many aspects, but also not only that, but like we're very honorable. That's one thing I didn't mention, and it's true. It's like we're very honorable men, so it's not like, you know... We're out to fucking be negative energy in the world. Like yeah. anything that we handle or, or when we handle situations with people, even with people we don't necessarily like, we try to always stay very honorable. Yeah. So is it because are we being biased in the way we look at it? Yeah. So. I And I, I don't I don't think so. Um, because I think we we go about it in in two very specific ways um and actually in pre-production when we were kind of discussing some of this stuff i feel like uh i had mentioned our friend vince and i feel like he goes about things similar to this and i out of all of our friends i would say he's probably one the only one and and uh and habib's is kind of like that a little bit but like like looking at things from like the economic standpoint and i'm not saying like strictly money but like economics of like the time cost energy like that you put into something yeah um for whatever reason i feel like we that has always that has always like resonated with us like that that type of like mentality or whatever so it's good it's a good thing because i think there's a lot of people that don't realize the time that they waste on things now granted the time and money and energy that they waste on things now granted i don't think they do those things to be wasteful or i don't think they're they're like intentionally being wasteful or anything like that but i think it's just one of those things where they just don't realize whereas us i feel like we've always been the type to like look down the road and be like damn well how much does this set me back later yes you know and and that's why in part we've been able to accomplish things that some men twice our age haven't accomplished in yeah. life because of that like looking yeah. at it like well I'm going to stay away from that because that's going to hold me back. That's going to hold me back. So tying that into like Aaron Clary's The Book of Numbers, when you think about it, I would say 90 to 95% of women, and this doesn't mean that they have bad intentions. This doesn't mean that they're bad women. This doesn't mean that 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 they're like mean or, or bad spirited or anything like that. It's just... The way of the world, it seems like. Yeah. 90-95% of women, in order to like kind of keep them satisfied and sustained, by and large, it requires a men to take a step back. Yeah. Give you an example. There's all these memes online of women posting, it'll be like a guy's living room, right? And it'll be a very simple living room. It'll be like maybe a TV, maybe one like little recliner. Like a little um, uh, table stand next to it and like a TV dinner and like the chick will post, guys be living like this and don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, 
what it what is wrong with it <laughs> no it's who's it's wrong to is to you <laughs> so so now but this is the thing yeah <laughs> in nowhere in 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 these comment sections or nowhere in this thought process is she rationalizing well how much money is dude saving yeah. like how do you know like this dude could be living like this and he might own fucking buildings and buildings yeah. like you don't know what dude is on because like you're so worried about well i have to have the house with this and this decoration yeah. and everything like that so now a guy getting up with a chick like that i'm not making a judgment i'm just saying like hypothetically speaking maybe she's the type where she needs all of that stuff so by default he would have to take a step yeah. back from his forward progress to be with her to satisfy her or yeah. whatever and so there's a lot of guys that do that and they don't even realize like what it's costing i think we've always had that thing where we do realize well nah i'm not gonna do that and eh, nah, i'm not gonna do that and again if you don't like it well like you're free to go about your way like this is yeah, not yeah. like anything bad like you're a bad person i'm a bad person nothing like that this is the book of numbers this is yeah. these are the numbers and this is what works for me yeah so there's that aspect and then there's also the aspect of looking at things from the wider scope and wider perspective yeah and an example that i would use is like how atheists a lot of atheists if if you talk to many atheists the reason they don't believe in god is a very self-centered reason it's like oh well because of this and i could never believe that and i felt this and i've been through this and all of this stuff which i'm not like i'm not delegitimizing like what they've been through and what they feel but you're looking at it from like a very little scope yeah just like people that all these people like whenever there's a shooting oh this guy was unarmed and 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 people flip the fuck out Right, but like, are you looking at it from the perspective of the law? Are you looking at it from the perspective of public safety? Are you looking at it from the perspective of the officer? Or are you only looking at it from the perspective that the media narrative gives you? Yeah. So and the fact that there's a group of people yelling and shit because it, oh, it's not fair. Exactly, and so that's the other thing is that we've we're the type to like look at it from the bigger per the bigger perspective. So it's just like well. You know, yeah, sometimes the path of sacrifice and, and investment and, and everything like that, yeah, it, it, it does. It's not the path of least resistance. Like, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it can be a struggle sometimes, but it's there's the reward there, like, afterward yep. and, like, the thing that, that you're going for. And so... I think we're we're real good at like keep kind of keeping our eye on the prize because of having like that wide that wide perspective and that's the other thing too is like a lot of times people don't really take that into account it's like well oh so and so has this and and they're doing this and they're doing that but yeah but like how many parties were sacrificed how many friends were sacrificed how many it's just yeah. what what's interesting about it, and, and this is what's badass. And I, I don't like I said, I'm not done with the book of numbers. I don't know if it goes into this, 
but I think it should. Or maybe that would be something badass for us to put in in our in our book, like whenever like we we put it out and 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 finish it and and stuff. Is the idea that sometimes like people forget the fun of the journey and even though like in that moment you're sacrificing when you look back it's like well like i I, maybe in the moment it felt like a sacrifice but it was the right choice because like look at the abundant life that i lived and the reason i bring that up is because the other day i was like going back and i was watching a bunch of the falba funny sketches yeah and i I, it made me want to watch them because like I saw uh, 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 Coming to America 2 on Amazon Prime and it was, it was not good. So it made me be like, all right, let me let me kind of like look at this movie by some of these comedy juggernauts yeah. and it not be so good and like kind of compare it to like some of the stuff that, that we did or whatever. And granted, sketch comedy, it's not perfect, yeah. but a lot of it was like very funny, very controversial very interesting <laughs> and i was thinking about like man we put a lot of time and effort into it in fact yeah. there's this blooper that i that i that I, that's on on the Falba funny youtube page youtube channel where it's like a two minute video and like the, the we're we're fil- we're shooting a sketch i'm not in the the frame but you hear me in the background yeah. and it's it's you Donnell, yeah. neil and ernie <laughs> it's hilarious and it is it's very hilarious because like you guys keep like busting up laughing but what's interesting about it like if you remove the laughter and everything as i was observing it i realized that like you're you're laughing and in between the laughter and like as everybody is preparing you could see that everybody is a little bit fatigued like you're like man i'm getting tired like let's go and like neil is looking at his watch in between yeah but then when it's go time everybody kind of like gets that jolt of energy and gets back to it yeah and as i was watching that and i was observing that i was like wow like look at the dedication of these guys like look at the dedication of like uh, the dedication to a craft and i and i remember at the time all everybody was working a full-time job Everybody had like personal stuff going on. Yeah. But yet in here, like in the name of comedy, in the name of like something bigger than themselves, in the name of this group, in the in the name of this this sketch comedy group that we created, like everybody is putting in this work. That is a sacrifice because at that age, at at that age, we you know, we were in our mid late twenties. Oh man! So many guys are out clubbing, getting with girls, doing this, all of this stuff, and like we're here putting out something like for people to laugh and yeah. stuff like that. And so, in that time, it was a sacrifice. But when you look back, it was like a life abundant because the reality is, many people can say they've been to the club and got drunk with girls and spent money or whatever, but not everybody can say that they done sketch comedy yeah. in fact i have a blooper reel and have a blooper reel exactly like <laughs> in fact very few people can and then yeah. that's just one thing though and then you couple that with like all the other different various ventures and jobs we've had and everything like that so i say all of that to tie that into like if 
guys like us come across like a Meghan Merkel or whatever, like, oh, it's going to be this way or whatever. It's like, well, bye, because it's mm -hmm. like this abundant ass life that I've lived. Like, it's like I've done so great this far. It's like, you're not going to tell me, yeah. like, not to or or that I can't or it's going to be this way. So it, it's like, now I'm not even saying it's my way or the highway. It's just this is like the path that yeah. I'm on, that God put me on, and you're on your path. And either our paths merge nicely or like they're separate paths. Yeah. And and that's just what it is. And and I, I don't know if the book goes into all of that, but it, it would be badass if it does. But I doubt it because it kind of just looks at everything from like just the number standpoint yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, but that might not be a bad like thing to put in our book. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, a lot of the things that maybe someone might feel that they're not as good at, right? Like, for example, oh, I'm not good at, at uh, being athletic, right? Right. Well, I mean, that takes work, though. It's not just like you're going to be able to do all this athletic shit. Like, it takes work. Oh, I'm not good at, like, talking to a girl. I don't know how to... Well, learn. Like, this is... It's not something... This is not, like, impossible. Right. Learn. And I think a, a, a good attribute to go for is to be willing to not be afraid, first of all, and then to chase after greatness. And what happens is, like, you'll want to meet people that are better at you at things. Yeah. And I think that that's a nice... I think that's a nice thing, and I'll tell you why. Because when you hang around greatness you end up like that's your level of like where you're at you know yeah. what i mean like this you're you're learning from the best so what's the point of of that's the point of reading what do you think these people have been writing books like aaron clary writes books that's what he does he just fuck all right i've boom all right uh, here's another one here's another one we could be like, ah, oh, nah, fuck, dude. We don't give a fuck. Or we could be like, damn, this guy knows his shit. Yeah. Let's learn from him. Yeah. So it's a pretty humble thing, but it's also like giving credit where credit is due. It's like, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. And I can take something from him. Exactly. And I think that that's important. And and I, I think that's very important. And you bring up a good point. And I think that's another thing is that that philosophy that you just mentioned that's the philosophy of one way shape or form tomorrow today i'm better than i was yesterday and tomorrow i'll be better than i am today whether it's in finance whether it's in fitness whether it's in mm. my thought and views of the world whether it's in my goals my plans everything like that today i'm better than i was yesterday tomorrow i'll be better than i am today life abundant but i think a lot of guys they get wrapped up in well i gotta make her happy yeah. i uh, oh she needs this oh oh we gotta go we, we gotta go and, and um that's what i was gonna say in pre-production sadman always has this thing of like you know he talks about MGTOW and all that shit he always has this thing of like he's like do you like which men are happier like the 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 men going their own way or the guy that is like forced to go to like his wife or girlfriend's sister's house and like talk about dumbass fucking tv shows that are fucking stupid and and you know <laughs> and, like it says he always like cracks jokes about that stuff because there's a lot of guys 
that that's what it is yeah. like like uh yeah. in, in fact you know a movie like kind of puts that on display pretty funny is uh in old school will ferrell's character frank the tank yeah he's at the party and then uh and then he's <laughs> like uh uh what i forgot what they they ask him like something uh, something about the next day or whatever he's like, i don't know he's like i don't know if, uh he's like my me oh like he's like my wife has a, a lovely uh, a lovely weekend plan like we're gonna go to like bed bath and beyond and we might even go here he's like i don't know if we'll have enough time and like it's like and like the dudes are just there, and they're just looking at him like what? And like you could tell that part of dude is like Frank the Tank is like dead inside. It's like <laughs> you don't inside. wanna like have a weekend going to bed, bath, and beyond, and Fuck then they're like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wanna you wanna kick it with the guys, like you wanna you want a life abundant. Yeah. But many people like subdue that yeah. their dreams sometimes, their goals, their yeah. aspirations. And you should be able to say, like, listen, I'm not going to Bed Bath & Beyond with you. Right. I fucking you love you. should be able to. But enjoy. But, but, and, but also, too, what's, what's badass and interesting about this whole thing is, like, that's what kind of makes the women out there that are worthwhile worthwhile because those are the ones that it's, like, you don't have to take one or two steps back for to to appease them yeah. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. just like you would never want them to take one or two two steps back to appease you that's the that's the point here no. but typically with women and the book does cover that the book of numbers is like that's not necessarily the case we kind of yeah. live in a society where well I I need this. What have you done for me? What have you done for me lately? Yeah. And again, I go back and say like that doesn't necessarily make them like mean, bad, evil, or selfish or anything like that. That's when it's up to the guy to be like, well, again, the book of numbers. Do these numbers make sense? Like, remove the motion and everything from it. Remove how hot she is or whatever. Yeah. Just is the time and effort and resource that I'm putting into this gonna yield me a more fruitful result than the time effort and resource yeah. that i'd put into something of my own creation of my own investment is it gonna yield better results yeah there's something to be said about people like uh, jimmy butler or like tom brady or like kobe Bryant. obviously the last two reached way higher uh huh i mean they, they were what champions i don't think jimmy butler's been a champion yet but they they went into their respective fields. Obviously, Jimmy Butler and Kobe Bryant in basketball, the NBA, and Tom Brady into the NFL not being the best. And they were like, to me, I respect that because it's like guys that like, no, I'm not the best. Yeah. I got to prove myself. Yeah. And it's like, damn, these people ended up having great careers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kobe... The greatest in his time, mm -hmm. Tom Brady. The greatest in his time, Jimmy Butler. Well, Tom Brady, the greatest ever. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, the greatest ever. Yeah. Yeah. In like, like that's in definitely football, the Michael yeah. Jordan of, yeah. of the NFL. There's, I don't think there's going to be someone surpassing Brady anytime soon. No, especially with what he did this last season, yeah. going to a new team like that. I mean, there there already was no argument, but now it was just like, yeah. And then the fact that he still looks. 
capable enough to do it again. Well, he said he could go another seven. <laughs> so I was like, damn, yeah, all right, cool. I'm done with this guy. But yeah, it's like, it's crazy. But like then you l- look at some of the stories. Like Kobe used to call Jordan. He's like, listen, I'm playing the Pistons or I'm playing these guys. What's their biggest weakness? That's a guy humble enough to be like, yeah, I want to be great. Yeah. Give me all their info. Yeah. Run that information so I could be the best I can in the court. It's like, that's that's what being the greatest is all about. It's like taking information from the greatest people yeah. and applying it. Because like you have to understand, you don't have to be the brainchild of all everything. No. Like you just have to be like, that guy knows what the fuck he's doing. He knows how to play basketball. I'm learning from him. This guy fucks. So I know I. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this guy fucks. So I know I could talk to him about uh, like how I can approach women. This guy, you know what I'm saying? This guy's good at fucking that's cooking. Co- that's your copy from uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could tell the one. That, <laughs> He's like, this guy fucks. He's like, I can and tell- it was the guy that you would least expect. That's what was so funny about it. And, and the funny part is like later on in the season, yeah. he's the one fucking. He's yeah, like, there's like a girl. And then, then the dude, he, he reverts back to that moment. He's like. This guy fucks like he. Re- <laughs> he re- I could talk. I can see all you guys. I can. I, you're the guy doing all the fucking in this house, <laughs> aren't you? And then the guy's like, <laughs> he looks so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's like get the best people. Like if you are whatever you want to learn, learn from the best. Learn from yeah. the best. Read a fucking book from the best, um, and and you'll you'll find yourself repeating what they did and mm-hmm. finding success. I think because we're not. Nobody's perfect. I mean, like, I sometimes beat myself up over, oh, I could have done this better. Yeah. I could have done that better. Uh, uh, I remember, shit, when we got a property, shit. I was like, right away, I was like, your ass could do that, and then I could just listen to what you're doing and then learn from there. Like, be humble enough to step back and be like, I'll learn. I think it's my time to learn before I fucking start saying anything. Exactly. And then you know, and then it becomes kind of like second nature. Absolutely. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, share it with them on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.